Hello, this is Tom Brevoort. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. This is Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. It is episode 161. You are with your high priest of Conchu, Ray, and joining with me, joining me for this amazing adventure up ahead is the The power power of of Chad. Chad, Chad, welcome again. Evening or good morning, whatever. Either or works fine. We have uh, people listening, hopefully, all over the place. So uh, take your pick. But Chad, uh, so good to have you back with us again. Now, the reason Chad is back and Looney's look, there might be a bit of flack. Okay. Uh, This episode again, Moon Knight is a little absent yet again. Okay. I'm very aware that the last few episodes potentially have not been Moon Knight centric. Don't worry, we'll get back on track. Um, just speaking Chad with, I mean, like, uh, the Ola Ra, I had Will, fantastic chat with Will, um, not yeah. exactly Moon Knight-centric, that sort of thing. We had an audio commentary of, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man, the animated series, episode one of Maximum Venom, no Moon Knight there, and, uh, and Loonies, we are here again, Chad and I, we thought we might as well go through the numbers, and we're doing episode two of Maximum Venom, again, no Moon Knight, but, uh, but hey, we're loonies, so that's a tangential thing, isn't it, Chad? I guess we can pass it off as that. You know, all things, the phase. Mm-hmm. The, exactly. Yeah, that's just right. Well done, well done. The phase of the moon is a full moon. So loonies, if you do look up into the night sky as you listen to this podcast, it is a full moon, which means this is a moon and stars segment. Thank you for reminding me, Chad. So for those that don't know, moon and stars involves moon night on film. Now, to kind of reverse engineer this a little, the reason why Chad and I are doing Marvel Spider-Man Episode 2 is because Moon Knight is is in it, he's in Episode 3, but we're getting there, so uh, that is our take on the Moon and Stars segment for this episode. Uh, other than that, Chad, how's it, how's it been going? What's been doing before we get into it? Uh, it's been going pretty good. Um, work's cooling off a little bit, okay. it's nice. Um, let's see... Later this coming month, I'm getting my first tattoo, and Ooh. I'm getting pretty excited about that. You haven't got one yet? I, I would have figured no. you would have been a a tattoo, uh, what do you call them? A tattoo person <laughs> already. No, you haven't got one. No, okay. Um, where where do you reckon? Where Where is it going to be planted? Uh, you know, left bicep, and it's a okay. tentacled winged demon, <gasps> you know. Tentacles, really? Oh, oh yeah, tentacles. Ah, oh, actually, I saw someone I can't remember who, and she had like just octopus tentacles around her arm, like as a tattoo. I love octo- I love cephalopods. Um, Loony listeners, I know it's not related to Moon Knight, but there you go. Chad, you do uh, imagining this is something to do with with HP Lovecraft potentially. Yep. Excellent, excellent. And so what was it again, Tentacles, and, and what what else was involved? Well, the artist named it the uh, Sigil of Cthulhu, but 
in my opinion, it's more of like the incarnations of Nyarlathotep, which is like this. Uh, he's called the uh, God of a Thousand Faces. He's a shapeshifter. Cool. But he has these three incarnations primarily. It's the Crawling Chaos, it's the Haunter of the Dark, and the Black Pharaoh. Cool. Well, I and do, yeah. it's kind of all of those three wrapped up into one. It sounds, it sounds very um, apt, I think, for Into the Night as well. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Awesome. You know, just a little side fact. I might as well say it. My um, uh, my late great dad, um, he actually had a tattoo himself. My dad was a little bit of a. He's a little bit of insight here, Looney's. My dad was a little bit of a bad boy when he was young, um, around the street gangs and stuff of the Philippines. Uh, he got a tattoo with a broken biro. His his mate uh, <laughs> tattooed a crucifix on my dad's my dad's uh, left. What do you call it? Shoulder bicep? Well, not bicep. Left uh, shoulder bit. Um, yeah, and uh, had it done with a uh, I don't know bit of a knife and and a broken biro. So there you go. Not totally hygienic, but uh, hey, <laughs> it was. It could be worse. It, it could definitely be worse, but. Uh, yeah, but he had a, a very colourful, colourful life. Um, anyway, yeah, so I don't know, nothing much really from my end. I, I want to touch on it. I don't want to dwell too much. Chad, we talked about, um, obviously, the big news uh, the past week. Uh, it was on Friday, I believe, uh, the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, a shock to the world, really. I mean, no one really saw it or, or you know knew about it, except for, obviously, close friends and family. Uh, but very sad indeed that um, Black Panther, uh, as well as he's known for other great film roles. I mean, he's, he's very, um, he was, I guess you could say he was a pioneer, wasn't he? Like he really did go for the big roles um, and, and to try and uh, forward, I guess, um, uh, I guess the presence of, uh, you know, black actors in, in, in Hollywood. Um, and yeah. he certainly did that with Black Panther. Um, so that would be one of his highest, I guess, legacies. But yeah, very sad news um, with that. And it got me thinking as well, Chad. I mean, again, uh, obviously it's, it's very sad. Um, uh, but, you know, Avengers 36 is going to be out. We have Moon Knight up against T'Challa as well. So, um, Well, Khonshu up against T'Challa. Oh, oh, you're right. Actually, sorry, because I keep on... I've got the uh, the cover in my head, that's all, and, and it has, yeah, old Mooney. But you're right, at the end of 35, we have Khonshu uh, faced with a, a, an escapee in, in T'Challa. He's escaped his bonds and uh, ready to ready to mix it with the god there. So there's a little bit of Moon Knight, um, you know, involvement in this episode, Chad. Uh, I had, had to chuck it in there. Well, to bring it back to Chadwick and his roles, I mean, he's basically a cabby driving vigilante in message from the king i i want to watch that actually you um you posted the poster to that up on our discord uh right yeah looks good actually um it's got alfred molina who people would know as doc ock from spider-man 2 and one of the evans luke evans um yep not necessarily related to chris evans but you know he's an evans nevertheless uh, yeah, yeah uh, so it looks interesting. I'm keen to, keen to see it. I'm actually keen to see all these other ones as well. Just, um, 
Oh, again, we discussed again at online chat as well. Looking, looking forward to. Um, I've already started Civil War again, doing a rewatch of that Black Panther, um, and and I'll go through Infinity War and and Endgame. Just as uh, uh, Eve saw me last night, she goes, "Oh, what are you watching?" and and Chadwick Boseman was on the screen. She goes, "Oh, are you are you watching that to honor honor?" I go, "Yeah, yeah, I am." <laughs> so she's it's like, "Oh, well done, well done." Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, yeah. Anyway, it was very. Very touching, um, affecting, I guess, his passing. Um, but we hope that, yeah, we hope that he rests in peace. Anyway, loonies, we are here. Uh, apart from that, Moon Knight news. I'm not even going to delve into the 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 swamp of clickbaits that are out there, Chad. Um, I'm just going to leave it as is. I think I saw something else, another Daniel Radcliffe thing. I'm not even going to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to go straight into this. Is our uh, second audio commentary, Looney. So uh, hoping you're prepared. If not, uh, turn off the podcast and get yourself a copy or, or access to it somehow through Disney Plus. I understand. Uh, we are going. Chad and I are going to walk you through. The episode two of Maximum Venom. It's in Marvel's Spider-Man: The Animated Series. Uh, as part two, we've covered part one already, and uh, hotly anticipating Moon Knight in episode three. Uh, so yeah, so if you have your copy, so Chad and I, what we'll do, we'll just do your typical countdown: three, two, one, go. Not two, not three, two, one, and then you go. Um, but we'll do that. Chad and I, we, we have something set up with, which only took me a million years to try and set up properly. <laughs> uh, and so we can sync our, our viewing as we go. So, loonies, if you have your copy, again, on Disney Plus or wherever you get it, um, get ready. Get your finger on the buzz up. And, Chad, are you ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. This is episode two, uh, running commentary of Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, Maximum Venom. Here we go. Three. Two, one, go. Okay. We are off and running. Can you see that, Chad? Yep. Good. Bring it full window. Yes. Oh, me too. I should do that. Yep. Alarms blaring. We got some robbers leaving a bank. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's a, a job for Spider-Man, no doubt. So where we left it as well, Chad, last was um, there was a defeat uh, to an extent of, of the Clintar, the symbiote. Uh, it tried to regain the seed. It, it broadcast something out into deep space, but Spider-Man defeated the symbiote. So everything seems to be normal. Uh, we got Miles here. Great to see Miles. Getting his venom out. Yeah. Oh, bit of Tobey Maguire action there. Or, or, or Homecoming, whatever you call it, where he's outstretched. Now, what I immediately know here, Chad, is uh, and sense is that this is the correct episode. So, yes. so we're off to a, a good start. <laughs> Lenny's will know that we erroneously did episode one prior. What? No. I... 
Yeah, the uh, symbiote at their Horizon school, it's as early on as like the first couple episodes. Yeah. So it's just kind of ominous there the entire time. It's this undulating black viscous yes. cube. And that was a synthetic symbiote, right? That was cultured by Max Modell? Um, Max Modell worked on it. Yeah. But it, I haven't progressed that far into the series that it says it was synthesized. Oh, I thought... I just... thought okay. Yeah, I thought... Uh, okay. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Nope. Oh. Oh. Hey! First sign of... Another Marvel character. Little baby Groot. Or teenage Groot. Star-Lord's Walkman. Yeah. I am Scoot. Let me just... I'm going to pump this up just a little bit more volume on my end. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Star Lord again. Oh, he's broken the cassette. What's that? Oh, spider, uh, spider belt. Oh no, that's the the wrist blaster. Yep, I guess that's Mary Jane then. <laughs> what? No. I'm surprised she hasn't been in there. This is season three. Like, surprised it. This is the first time they've met, apparently. So. Well, I've kind of noticed that in the beginning, like the uh, this series kind of mirrors the old school one. Like the nineties oh, animated series. Right. Like the first couple episodes are the Spider Slayers. Right, yes. <clears throat> so it kind of does the whole Gwen Stacy interest in the beginning yeah. and goes to MJ. It's so weird. I mean I know Gwen Stacy is such a big part of the Spider Man history, but when I first started getting into comics, um MJ was it was just all MJ, you know, and that was that was the only like girlfriend slash wife of Peter that I ever really knew to begin with for so long. And then um like Gwen's obviously come back as Spider Gwen and all that, so Yep, we got little Groot here hoeing into some cake. <laughs> I like how he just uses a whips whip. away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's pretty funny to me. <laughs> oh. That's gotta be flirting. I mean he just he just like pushed his whole face into a cake and she's actually eaten a bit of it, you know? From where he was fighting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, Groot riding a squirrel. I never thought I'd see it. Uh, 
Okay, so... Back to Horizon Labs. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Did we see the Guardians at, at in episode one? Not at all. At the end, no. I don't think so. No. No. Yeah. Groot just just turned up. Okay. I think we start to see them at the beginning of the third episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, and towards the end of it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Groot is just demolishing the cassette. Well, it's a great translator. Here we go, charades. Aye. Aye. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> yep. But, you know, we know Groot's species actually... Isn't it like the whole idea... To our ears, it sounds like I am Groot, but the frequencies or something that they talk at is different, so we can't... Yeah. 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 Ooh. Iron Man's here. Ah, Riri. Hey. The AI. Have you read any of the Ironheart comics at all? I've caught a couple of them, but didn't really keep up on it. Yeah, I, I haven't. I feel... Yeah. feel kind of left out now. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Maybe I should have stuck with it. Yeah, I might have to pick it up in uh, Marvel Unlimited. See if I can catch up. That's pretty cool. So immediately from episode one, the difference, um, which remember Alex was mentioning it, it seemed like it, it could easily be a not a non Spider Man cartoon because it was didn't have really many characters. We immediately get Gro- Groot, Ironheart, Miles Morales. It's quite quite a lot of characters ready. And seems to be more coming. <laughs> I know, just generic scientists.
Oh, Riri. Probably M. Hey. Oh, yeah. I call it. Really? You did call it? I, th- I was about to say scrolls, but <laughs> anyway. How did, you th- how did you know it was AIM? Like, not Hydra? Because they're always doing this kind of... They? Yeah, well... Stuff. If it was Hydra, they would have gone in with honeyed words and uh, bought them. Yeah. Toho. Could you imagine having uh, Tony Stark as an AI? That would be very annoying. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She hit the wrong button there. Wait. I like how I always think it's like uh, moss on top of Groot's head, little green stuff, because um, they're not leaves. Yeah, it's kind of like it's, it's got some fungus up there at the top. Oh, here we go, the Iron Man suit. Groot has an idea. Would you say it's growing on him? <laughs> He's just a fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What did he do with the suit? He destroyed it. He got a boot. So pretty. Uh, so far, I think pretty cool action, and I love the humor with Groot. Actually, it's just a bit of fun. <laughs> it's funny to think out of this trio Spider-Man is like the most experienced and the oldest <laughs> well not here but like oh yeah yeah, right, yeah. History. yeah yeah sorry you're right because he's still very young here yeah They could talk to Thor. True, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange could as well. Huh. Wow, so Spidey doesn't even know him in this universe. Yeah. Which is saying something three seasons in. Yeah. And there hasn't been a strange level threat. Yeah. I mean, like a threat in New York to at least warrant a strange uh, appearance. I guess just give it time. <laughs> yeah, taking their time with it. Yeah, here we go. What's happening here? Green Pyramid. Oh. 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 
Mordo. Mordo. So, so far, actually, there's been absolutely zero symbiote action. Um, so, this is... Yeah, it's not that I'm minding it. It's just... It's pretty much more of a Groot-centric episode. Yeah. Yes, you are. Behold, geometry works. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Check out my trigonometry. Here we I'm assuming that's because she's a genius or something. She's a bit of a yeah. recluse. I'm not sure what yeah. her origin this is. Oh, yeah. Like, she was a MIT dropout at age 16 oh, in the okay. comics. So that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Speaking of MIT, you can actually get a degree in uh, piracy through MIT. Really? Awesome. Yeah. You can master in piracy. <laughs> yeah. It's like pistol dueling, fencing. There's oh. just tons of things encompassed in it. I thought you meant as in pirating, as in the more the, the te- technological based. <laughs> no. Oh, you meant actual, actual pirating. Piracy. Wow. Walking the plank. Feeding sharks. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's Groot. He's always just looking for food or something, isn't he? There you go. Uh-oh. We have aim. Hot on his tail. Phony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> These youngins. <laughs> Ooh. That looks like a Doctor Strange enchantment, maybe? Yes. Greenwich Village. I love the Sanctum Sanctorum. Like, the way that it's... it's, Oh, it's just such a crazy... (laughs) Things are looking bleak. Yes. I'm sure Miles, though, can handle it. Oh, yeah. Love seeing the Miles' extra power of uh, invisibility. Oi. Oh, nice shot. That was ominous. That was good, yeah. Nice silhouette there of Doctor Strange. Against a full moon. Mm. Mm. Yes. Things to come? We'd certainly hope so. Oh, so Groot's been taken. Wee! 
<laughs> Great, just he's just loving it. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's a valid question. <laughs> <laughs> the wizard out. Ah, here we go. Oh, it looks like the the time enchantment they uses in the MCU. Oh no, that's Mordo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mordo uses the green. Yep. Strange is yellow. Oh. The prize possession, Groot. Oh no! Sedated. Sleepy time. Sleepy time. Sedated. <laughs> yep. Here he is. Classic. Yep. Winds of Watum. Winds of Watum. I'm just waiting for the Crimson Bands to come out. Although the Crimson Bands never really sounded very. No. You know, Crimson ha- Bands of Satorak. Satorak, yeah. really have that ring. No, no, no. The Winds, winds of Watum. Yeah. <laughs> so all that action here is pretty cool. You get to see a bit of magic. Magic action. Wizard on wizard. It's very different from the episode one of... Oh, illusions. Kind of liking these effects, actually. They're pretty good. Yeah. It's a lot better than... Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. The, uh, Better than the first episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a way more action here. Well, in the sense that a lot more um, magic and, and lasers and stuff. I know. Oh. Oh. I know. Miles and Stephen. Yup. Go on skis. 
sorry, listeners, yeah, we're just really involved in this now. Um, there's... Spider-Man's eating what looks like a Monaco, looks like to be a Monaco bar or something. Like an ice cream sandwich. Yeah. Reiteration here of the, the story, the plot. Oh, no, it's brain fry. I knew that was going to be it. <laughs> I see sound like Deadpool now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a difficult one to really kind of do, isn't it? Because he's meant to have that immaturity to him. But if you do it too much, he, he does come across as a bit Deadpool-y. Well, random, yeah. random thoughts. It was all unusual energy. It's like, of course. Hmm. All right, off they go to some sort of island. Maybe the raft? Yeah. No, that's not the raft. No. Some sort of uninhabited, maybe. Oh. Another manga-esque. Ooh. Those kind of look like Modok. They, yeah. That's what I thought first. Yeah, Modok, and a little bit like—is um, it like the nanny or the orphan maker from the X Men? You know, with a big smiley face. So, oh. who's this? Not too sh. Hey, Amadeus oh. Cho. Huh. Brawn. <laughs> totally awesome Hulk yep Amadeus is actually a really cool character, more so in the um, in uh, the Hercules run. Um, I prefer him sans the Hulk powers, to be honest. Like not not as brawn, more as um. But having said that, I want to actually. I did start collecting the totally awesome Hulk. I, I dropped off. I want to actually read the whole run now. Um, I like Greg Pak. He's a good writer. And we know he's uh, one of the agents of Atlas now in the comics. Yep. 
<laughs> hey. Cloak of levitation. Always good for a joke. Little bit of an origin for Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I like the effect of this world as well, Chad. It's it's uh, got a it's weird got like that spectrum. Yeah, blur across it. it just, the colors are just a little off, and I don't know. Seems prismatic or something. Brutal. Yeah, jeez. I've summed you up. You're a loser. Jen can be subtle. Who was that? Jen can be subtle. Yeah. <laughs> He's really into the leadership, isn't he? Here we go. Aim. Secret base. <laughs> The aim soldier playing with Groot. Oh, he's... I wonder who this is. Not sure. Uh Uh-oh. What are they doing to Groot? Oh. They're uh, gassing him with something. Yeah. He's powering. Oh. Oh. Essential nature. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Soul? I don't know. Oh, they're bickering. This is why they're, you know... 
Because they're not unified. Yeah. He's the seventh smartest. Isn't Riri up there as well? I'm not sure. Oh, isn't she? Okay. I, I, I know Moon Girl. Was it? Devil Diners. Moon Girl is. I don't know about Riri. I thought she was many. <laughs> Good call, well, Spidey. Wait. Smash time. <laughs> oh, had some trouble here. <laughs> Damn. Uh oh. No ice cream for Groot. <laughs> Yep, the big red button's got to do something. It's always got to do something. Here we go. Come on, Groot. Ah, no. Foiled by food. Groot. This is so weird, Chad, like, no spoilers, but we've both seen episode three. I can't see how this really ties into it at all. It's, it's, no. It's really a standalone. Yeah. 
Ooh. Oh, by the hoary hosts. Uh, Mars is pretty funny. Ah, oh, jeez. Hey, Braun. Let me guess, diversion. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Scientist Supreme. <laughs> well the big red button oh yeah <laughs> Way. Oh, it's another Groot in there. Gollum. So they. Ah. Pretty cool aesthetics. Kind of like a Ghost Rider, yeah. Ghost Rider Groot with green flame. Oops. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> they got Groot's appetite. Oh, she decimated them. They'll probably come back. Yeah. Yep, there you go, Chad. There you go. Picked it.
Mm. Okay. Dr. Strange and Miles Morales having a bit of trouble. Kind of like in the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. You know, when he gets shocked with the defibrillator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool scene, that, by the way. Come on, Doctor. Just don't cross the streams. Nice one. <laughs> mm. There you go. Voila. Hmm. Oui. Like, uh, if you notice Stephen Strange's gloves, they're a, a little bit more practical, but they're still yellow, yeah. the yellow gloves. They look like work gloves. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. They're kind, kind of... Ro- strange. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, rolled up at the ends. Oh. Of course, the ice cream sandwich. <laughs> I guess they just want to chill. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Gone. Uh, Gonskis. Just Mordo now to deal with. Oop. So the <clears throat> the only real connection between this and episode three is I guess we established these other characters like Groot and Hulk and and Riri because they're there there at the beginning and and Doctor Strange but yeah other than that Okay, here we go. This will tie it in to the symbiotes, surely. Yeah. Oh, Star-Lord. That makes sense. 
Yeah. Because at the beginning of episode three, they're out on that landing pad. Yes. With those same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, it's good to see the Guardians, like Star Lord at least. But oh, oh no, the Guardians. They were. They were. This is a cool setup because next episode just rocks. Here we go. That's it. Well, there you go. Um, let me just uh, close that. So, so learning listeners should be reaching your credits by now. And we're left there with episode episode two with uh, Star Lord assimilated. And Groot, uh, I guess the escaped, the only surviving member of the Guardians. It all ramps up, and then we do see our boy Moon Knight come in episode three, which is fantastic. But my gosh, there's a, a cast of thousands there, Chad. Episode two, it really did set up for that. But essentially, what do you reckon? It was essentially a, a really a standalone tale. Like Mordo really made it kind of a Doctor Strange slash AIM centric episode rather than a symbiote one yeah i think it was more uh, just a way to tie things together because like all of a sudden groups on earth and yes. they just want to go ahead yeah. and hijack him which is kind of i mean i'm not gonna say kind of smart but it is it, it is great it just takes a time it, it takes one whole episode to to set up these other characters um, have nothing to do with symbiotes and, and i guess we get because we do Listeners, if you haven't seen episode three, uh, we get our eyeballs full of, of uh, symbiotes. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Plus a few more other, no spoilers, a few a few other characters in the Marvel Universe as well, apart from obviously Moon Knight. So it's um, it, it's really, it really does set it up well, I think. Um, I don't know, I guess I understand why this episode was going to be done like it is, Chad, but uh, I guess I was a little bit disappointed there not being much of the symbiote action as well. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Uh, it's just less of a segue and more of a speed bump. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. That's what I what I'd call it as well. Uh but there you go. Do we do we mark episode 1 at all? I can't remember. Do we I don't think we did. No, okay. Okay, well, th- well, I mean, there we go. Just just happy to have watched this one. First time that I've seen it, Chad. First time you've seen it as well. So it actually yep. ties the two episodes that we have seen together. Um, so that makes for episode three, which we can't wait. Uh, we'll have to wait for another full moon, though, loonies, for that. Um, so that won't be for a while, but you have plenty of time to see it to get yourself prepared. Um well, there you go. That was the audio commentary. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Let us know your thoughts on on episode two as well. I might post something up on our social media platforms. Uh, let us know if you have been watching the series, what you think of it, what do you think of Maximum Venom, uh, and in particular, this episode two, if, if you found it fun at all. Um, 
Yeah. So, Chad, why don't we just go for a quick break? Uh, what I want to do before we wrap up the show is that we do actually have some more feedback, which I didn't get around to uh, discussing on the previous episode for Avengers 35. So a few a few bits um, came in. And uh, yeah, I'd just like to, to read them out and um, maybe share share your thoughts on on what you what your take was. I mean, I know that you sent your feedback as well, but uh, we have a few others to to go. So uh, let's let's take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, loonies, we'll just wrap up the show. But um, yeah, we'll we'll uh, wrap it out with uh, some some loony feedback. Catch you then. Adventures into the unknown. Tales from the crypt. Skeleton hand. The haunt of fear. Dark shadows. Vampirella. The haunted tank. The heap. Eerie. Swamp thing. Weird mysteries. Tomb of Dracula. Tales of the unexpected. Werewolf by night. The demon. Man Thing Monster of Frankenstein Brother Voodoo The Son of Satan Night Force The Living Mummy The Sandman Tomb of Darkness Evil Ernie Saga of the Swamp Thing Flinch Hellblazer Thirty Days of Night Preacher the Walking Dead. What do these titles have in common? All of them. From Adventures into the Unknown, to Tales from the Crypt, to the House of Mystery, to the Tomb of Dracula, may be found in the Long Box of Darkness. I'm your host, Herman Lowe. Join me every Monday night for a journey into comic book horror as we delve into the secrets of the long box of darkness. So listen if you dare, puny mortals, to the long box of darkness, available on Stitcher, iTunes, and Podbean. And check out the blog at www.longboxofdarkness.com. Good night. And pleasant screams. <laughs> Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 161. You just heard our audio commentary on Marvel's Spider-Man, the animated series. Uh, it's Maximum Venom, episode two of that arc, uh, part of season three. Uh, so, yeah, a very interesting episode. As we mentioned before, it kind of sets it up for part Part three, episode three, which um, which has Moon Knight, so we'll we'll be covering that next in our 
moon and stars segment our, our um next audio commentary uh then then chad i'm not too sure i mean because i think the the maximum venom lasts for at least i think six parts i'm i'm not sure whether we do parts four five and six um uh, no spoilers but i'm not sure if moon knight is in four five and six so um we'll have to see we'll we'll figure it out maybe maybe we maybe we do it just to complete the whole run i don't know um or maybe see if loonies if you find it worthwhile these audio commentaries i think they're quite fun um but of course i understand there's not much mooney in there uh speaking of moon knight anyway we do actually have some feedback loonies which uh which came in after i recorded our previous episode episode 160 which looked at avengers 35 uh, which was uh, part three of the Age of Conchu. So, um, so Chad, I was wondering. Let's go through them. There's only what? There's one, two, three. There's about four bits of feedback here, and there's a um, and there's a an Apple's podcast rating uh, review sent in, which uh, I'd love to read out as well. Um, but yeah, let's get into this. So, uh, Chad, do you want to do uh, do you want to do the first one? Sure. So this one's from B, or, you know, Bushman mm-hmm. of Moon Knight Core. It says, for someone who occasionally has no kill rule, Moon Knight sure has been awful keen to justify killing kids lately. Yeah, so that's in reference, I guess, to the star brand, um, Child. Yeah. I don't know, what do you think? Uh, that is a that is a good point. It, it is an inconsistency. Um, especially off the Bemis run, which uh, which Bushman has added here, um, uh, some panels in the in the group. Uh, I don't know what do you, what do you think? What's your take on this and and how Aaron has has kind of made that a little different in in Moon Knight? Well, I said in the group a while back. Um, I don't think that Moon Knight wants to do these things. Like yeah. I said, he's a man at the end of a rope with thorns through it. <laughs> Yeah, he's just grasping at a lot of bad decisions, but that's all he's got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's kind of like a, his back is against the wall, I think. Um, and I don't know, was it was it confirmed that he wanted to kill the Star Brand? Uh, you know, he didn't kill Danny Rand or Stephen Strange as well. He just took their powers. So and Robbie Reyes. So uh, whether or not he's planning on killing. I can't remember the name of the baby, unfortunately. Um, the star. It was a brandy. Brand. Oh, brandy star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't know, but yeah, that is an interesting point. And um, look, let's face it, this run is littered a little with inconsistencies. I think with previous Moon Knight runs, so you've got to take it with a grain of salt. Um, but anyway, thank you, Bushman, for that. Uh, next one, we have a. A, a nice meaty bit of, of feedback here from Billy Brooks. And Billy Brooks says, Part of me is liking the idea of Moon Knight being a thing and Conchu and Avengers level threat, but at the same time, it seems like something about Moon Knight isn't right. His personality issue is still a thing. Jake and Steven are there, um, or they will just call him crazy like his mental illness uh, was some Deadpool kills Marvel Universe thing. Uh, he once saved the Earth with, Con- with Conchu from an author. Uh, authoritarian force taking over Kang and now blindly doing the same thing with Konshu uh, it kind of sounds political by the way the idea that there's no good side uh, Mark following blindly even being a pretty good detective 
yeah, I mean, these are good points. Um, uh, anyway, Conchu mad about not being noticed years ago. Oh, come on, that was cringe. And Mark wanted to hurt or kill a child, similar to Bushman's comment. And uh, and where are all those cultists coming from? Uh, I uh, But I'm enjoying... Yeah. That's true as well. That's kind of what I wonder. They just came out of the woodwork. Uh, anyway, good point there, Billy. Uh, but I'm enjoying how all of the powers Mark had stolen are being used with some kind of adaptation. Uh, something like, it's not just Mjolnir, but Mjolnir with Anks to work correctly. Uh, it's not just use the power, but using it in his own way. And even not liking the idea of many Moon Knights through the ages... Uh, I confess I like the idea of a prehistoric conflict that probably wasn't solved, except for the fact that the, ho- that the first host was forgotten, uh, and was in the uh, it was in the annual. That's right as well. The annual had that um, that really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, forgot about that. Now I'm just curious about how Konshu will end, and afraid of how Mark will be. I'm afraid of some irreversible and bad change happens, and Moon Knight loses his essence to be a mcu character now i'd just like to address that billy uh, and just purely my opinion i don't think that will be the case uh, i think i've mentioned before as well i think this will be a story that will come and go the age of conchu it will just be another one of the um the roller coaster rides that jason aaron uh, writes for the avengers title i don't think it will really have any bearing um similar to how i think uh, contagion has no bearing really on Moon not law uh yeah uh, and to an extent, although I wish it did have more uh, Serpent War as well, um, I really would have loved if Jason Aaron had somehow synchronized that with Jim Zub and and used the worm, I reckon. But he has been um, setting it up to, to be Mephisto for a long time, so I guess that's fair enough. Uh, but also, yeah, no, um, good points here about those legacy characters. What do you think of that Caveman Moon Knight um, Chad, did you enjoy that? I didn't really take to it, but yeah, I um I wasn't really into it, but that's because I'm really digging like the first Moon Knight being that like young woman, yeah, who yeah. dispatched like what was it, ten, twelve kangs with bone claws, yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was no blood on her other than up to her elbow. It's like. <laughs> Yes, that is intense, Moon Knight. <laughs> that is, isn't it? It makes uh, ripping a face off look like you know a, a, a love tap, really. But uh, uh, yeah, no, that's true. I totally forgot about that uh, in the Kang annual. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So there's plenty of stuff there. I mean, Billy. I mean, I, I understand a lot of what you're saying as well. Uh, but I, I've got no worries about it being. I mean, the thing like the Jake and Stephen. Um, you know the identities not being there, and Moon Knight, he's him being a good detective, and not actually being shown here as well. A lot of the things the writers do tend to forget, and they go for they go for one or two aspects, so to speak, of the character, and they roll with it. Uh, unfortunately, I think uh, a, a lot more of a uh, I don't want to say because Aaron is a good writer, but does not a lot more of a thoughtful writer would would try to consider all of these things in one. But unfortunately, Aaron's He's just gone for the the big stroke, the big brush stroke of of Conchu. That's his main goal of using Moon Knight in this. So uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. And whether you like it or not, you know, it's going to be five issues. So so there you go. Um, Chad, uh, the next one there from our friend Geronimo. Okay. So 
Josh says, despite missing the previous issue, I thought this one was a decent read. I do find it cool seeing Khonshu as a cosmic level being and having Moon Knight with a combination of all the Avengers' powers. It's pretty sick. You could say he's the composite Avenger. Nice callback. Yeah. Uh, though the Ghost Rider skull, he can look like Taskmaster in certain panels. Yeah, sure. It'll be interesting to see how the story plays out. On one hand, it's another generic, the world is at stake, and we need to have every superhero to team up to save it. Story. And to me, it just doesn't fit Moon Knight. On the other hand, because it doesn't fit Moon Knight, who knows how this disrupt, uh, this disrupt the, the his status quo when he pops up again in his own series. If it even will. Other stuff in the issue itself I liked was the train rescue scene. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Had some solid action. Seeing Tony in a vulnerable state when interacting the baby reminded me of beginning on Endgame. Mm. Tony, and that's neat. Finally, Moon Knight's car has a Sarlacc <laughs> pit in the trunk, and that's badass. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it shouldn't. I mean, we shouldn't really call it Moon Knight's car. He's borrowed it. He's held charger from Robbie Reyes. But yeah, certainly has uh, some demon-like qualities in the truck. I love that truck. It reminds me, actually, of also Ash versus the Evil Dead um, with his car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really cool, cool stuff. But no, thanks, Geronimo. That, it's always uh, really cool to hear as well. Uh, I mean, similar to Billy Brooks's um, comments, I reckon I don't think this series will have much of an impact on Moon Knight in his own series. Uh, um, the way I've envisaged it in my head, envisage it in my head canon is that the, the series will go back to street level and someone will take it on similar to Lemire or, or Bemis and, and it will go continue in that kind of vein. Like, I think this is very much, as you say, Josh outside the norm and it will just remain as an Avengers tale, just with Moon Knight, and it's uh, we've got to see it as uh, Avengers first and Moon Knight secondary. Although it is the Age of Conchu, um, I think it's it's servicing more the Avengers rather than our boy. So um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, um, what else did he say? Uh, yeah, the, the the train scene rescue scene was really cool. Oh, I really enjoyed that as well um blade in particular i loved the way he was depicted and his voicings yeah. for that yeah and uh and, and it's good to see jen walters as well she's getting her own series the immortal she hulk as well so that's that's pretty cool they're really ramping up the interest for her i guess for the upcoming tv show but uh yeah very cool indeed uh, okay, so and we got a final one from Ryan Grisham as well. So Ryan says, let me open that up. Uh, yeah, he says, For all of Moon Knight history, we have been left to wonder if Conchu is real or just in the mind of Moon Knight. Although recent runs have tried to confirm that he's real, I feel like this cements the idea that Conchu is very, very real. I kind of miss having that mystery. However, I'm enjoying the arc and look forward to seeing what happens. Uh, yeah, thank you, Ryan. And and a lot of loonies do point this out as well, and they do have their preferences about Conchu being ambiguous, uh, which has its merits as well. Um, I think the fact that it has been that way for such a long time, the take of him being very real... Uh, more so in in uh, Aaron's run, but also in the Kang Annual as well, and in the Serpent War uh, miniseries. 
I think it's different. It's kind of refreshing because it hasn't really been out and out like obvious for Conchu. So whether or not that's a lasting thing, I mean, all of these things are, are, are so you know transitory. They're not going to be here forever. They'll they'll change. It riders might just go back to the street level stuff. So um, I think enjoy it while you can or hate it while you can. Uh, I don't think it's going to you know really be be there. I think the essence of Moon Knight, Chad, and correct me if I'm wrong, is really is is kind of like taking from the the mansion, the Sinkevich run. It, it's it's basically a street level guy, and he's got he's got identity issues. That that's pretty much the crux of it. And he's got Konshu, the e- Egyptian uh, aspects to it as well. So yeah, yeah, that that's pretty much the summary. <laughs> I mean, that's the consistent bit where it's just. Even when he's not exhibiting supernatural powers, mm-hmm. he still has to deal with Khonshu either riding his back or being in his history, and yeah. people will judge him by it. So yeah, it's yeah. still another curse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I kind of like this. Part of me does like this Khonshu being this kick-ass cosmic deity, you, you know, as well, um, because we've we've had all all these other the other gods like Thor. Like Hercules, um, like there's the the uh, the Celtic gods. Um, I was just reading. He's a god of lightning. I can't remember, but he's um, there's a Celtic god. He, he featured in Thor as well. Uh, Japanese gods, Aztecs. Um, uh, he's got a weird name, like a- Aened or something. Or um, anyway, he's got his red red hair. He's got a twirly mustache. He's got like a blue kind of tunic and. Uh, He's like Lord of Lightning, I think it is. He's, he's the, one of the big gods there. Anyway, um, I think the Egyptian gods need a bit more presence, and I think Khonshu, if he's one of them, so be it. Seth, Seth was the, the, the god of death, uh, featured in a lot of the Thor, um, Thor issues as well. So, yeah, why not have Khonshu? But, um, I again, Ryan, I do prefer, similar to yourself, I, I do kind of prefer that ambiguity of Khonshu, uh, and Mark Spector, because he's so unique. You know, we we know now that the Moon Knight um, uh, kind of Avatar of Vengeance is a is a legacy, but Mark Spector is so unique because he has these like he has dissoci- dissociative identity disorder. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's my take. Uh, anyway, uh, finally as well, what I want to read out and. Of course, this may sound like a bit of blowing the old horn, but always fantastic to get ratings. Uh, thank you so much, listeners. Uh, and um, it does help us. It does help prop up the show as well. So um, I had this on, and it just disappeared on me. So let me just get it back here. Uh, yep. So got a a review here from Java Hoedown via Apple Podcasts in the US. So thank you, Java Hoedown. Uh, He gave us five stars. Thank you very much. A plus. He said, this is a great podcast, not just for fans of Moon Knight, but fans of comics in general, done by a true showman and adamant professional. Uh, Cheers to Ray. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Uh, Yeah, we'll try to try to... um, Keep the uh, keep the show up vibe and and going ahead, and we may deviate similar to this episode where we do a, a an animated Spider Man series, um, but it's all in anticipation for Moon Knight as well. And incidentally, as well, uh, 
Chad, we did mention a little bit off air. So glad to see a lot of loonies getting their Walgreens, uh, Marvel Legends, Moon Knight. Um, I, I do understand they are very hard to get. Um, I've pre-ordered one. I managed to get one via the UK. So, um, yeah, so uh, it's great. And what I love even more is that other loonies are helping others get get them. So um, that's yeah. a great thing for the community. Keep it up, loonies. You guys are... Uh, everyone there is absolute gold, uh, and and thanks for supporting each other. This is what we're we're hoping that this community does. Anyway, Chad, I think that about wraps us for this episode. Um, a big thank you again for for coming on. Uh, no problem. Having a swig of Kraken whilst I slosh down some vino, and we watch uh, <laughs> we watch a cartoon. It's uh you know it's pretty fun, but uh. uh be sure, Chad, that you'll be back on um, very soon as well, uh, whether it just be another audio commentary or whether it be a, a comic book review. So um, a big thanks, and at uh, any time, you're, you're welcome. Uh, so next phase, Loonies, we do have a, a bit of a special one. We do have a Over the Moon arc review. So I'll be joined by, hopefully, fingers crossed, Phil, Drop King Phil from the Capes and Lunatics stable. And we'll be looking at Blood Brothers from Mark Spector Moon Knight, uh, one of the first arcs by Terry Kavanagh. And a very special treat indeed. Uh, we'll have some excerpts of uh, of the interview or the chat that I had, Phil and I had with um, Terry Kavanagh and Howard Mackey. Uh, so we talked to Howard about issue 25, his uh, Moon Knight and Ghost Rider, um, his only issue of Moon Knight. And uh, we, we also talked about Terry, uh, with Terry, about his his run from about i think it was um 30 odd or 35 um onwards till to the end of the mark specter moon Knight run so that lasted a good 25 issues or so so it was a lot of fun talking to terry kavanagh um we'll have that next week along with our own discussion of blood brothers which has for those of you i'm sure you will know randall specter and punisher in the mix uh anyway as always, you can contact us on email at itkmoonnight at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, Get Vocal, Podchaser, all that sort of pizzazz. I forgot to mention at the top of the show as well, a big thank you to the Patroonies for throwing some coin our way to, to make this a possibility as well as um, our other offshoot show, To Know Her Is To Fear Her, the Spider-Woman podcast. A big thank you to everyone there. Also, um, a big thank you to our two sponsors, Hello Headphones, Empowering Gamers to Play At Their Best, uh, and also uh, Dreamland Comics, the superhero superstore. So check out our links and our show notes as well. Uh, there are some discounts which you can get uh, if you um, just mention our show. There you get, I think, 10% off uh, the Hello Headphones and 20% off uh, Dreamland Comics. Finally, as well, uh, just before the end, I think this will drop around about the beginning of September, maybe, Um there is a discount from night underscore underscore shop at at uh, Instagram. That's run by Sandy, an Omega level loony. He's selling some secondhand comics there. Uh, if you mention ITK Moon Knight as well, if you DM him, you'll get fifteen percent off as well. So discounts all round, everyone. It's great fun. Anyway, uh, we are going to get out of here. Thanks again for listening. All the best, uh, and as always. 
Bay Country, watch over the denizens of the night. See you later. and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.